Alrighty, good morning everybody. Happy New Year because um, I have not been live for probably six or seven weeks now. So it's the first one back for the year and back at Melbourne HQ as of yesterday. Uh, we've moved back ready for the school year and um, Sharon Weston is right next to me here ready to rock and roll as well. She's just started up. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, we l I love your background because that's something we're talking <laughs> about today, you guys. We're talking about unlocking your creativity to build the life of your dreams. And Sharon is one of our recently published authors of the book Unmasking the Past. Show us your book. Um, hold <laughs> it up. There it is. That's her. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a, a description of who Sharon is and what she does. Um, and then we're going to get stuck into the content. And it's a great way for us to start the year um, unlocking some more creativity and being innovative as we go through. All right. So Sharon is a graphic designer. She's an art teacher, retreat owner, and the author of Unmasking the Past. She is a business owner who lives in Melbourne. Um, so just around the corner from me. Sharon <laughs> works out of her own home studio and has successfully run Sharon Western Graphic Design since 2011, Art Classes Australia since 2019, an artfulness retreat since 2020 which is one of her big passions currently <laughs> he's a lifelong creative who hustles to get shit done to build the life she desires while doing her own inner work Sharon found a passion for helping others get back to their creative and authentic self all right so let's talk about where did this passion obviously graphic design and then art yes. it's like they're two very different things tell me a little bit about where does this connection come from and how <laughs> What prompted you to want to write a book? Okay, so, <clears throat> excuse me, as a graphic designer, I've, I've wanted to be a graphic designer since I was a young child. So I've, I've been creative forever. Um, in 2020, at the very beginning, just before COVID, I was lucky enough to go to a retreat in Fiji. And that just opened my mind. It opened my world. And that's where I started getting the ideas for my own retreats in Artfulness Retreats. Um, then moving forward, I had done a DNA test to purely check my heritage. I wanted to see that breakdown of where I came from. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I got a surprise in that my father is not my father. I was not looking for this information. It was quite unexpected. And so that's really what prompted me to then write this book. Um, I've been told for some years that I should write a book anyway, because my life has had lots of ups and downs. Yeah. Um, but this this was really the catalyst of me getting out there and writing it. And the timing was perfect because I'd come across your ad yeah. at the same time that I was thinking and going through this process. So it all just worked perfectly. Wow. So tell me a little bit, what, what do you share throughout your book? The first book, so, you're already writing a second book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So it basically goes through different elements of my life where I've, I've had struggles. Um, I grew up in a very ne negative household. Um, so it's taken me, I'm now 45, but it took me 40 years really to get to the, the moment of I need to change this. This is not how I want to live my life. And so for the last five years, I've really been going through that process. So each chapter details different downs in my life. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of each chapter, there's a reflection set, section that, you know, I discuss what I've been through, how I got through it. And then at the very end of the book, there's a chapter on all of the things that I've done to become more positive, um, even bring more creativity into my life. Yeah. Um, and, and basically a spiritual journey 
Um, I've seen spiritual healers. I've done emotional detoxes. I've done all sorts of different things to try to get myself, basically raise my own vibration to be happier. Wow. Yeah. And that's kind of your passion of where you want to show others how to do this for themselves. Through Absolutely. The so tell Absolutely. Me a little bit more, I guess, you know, help us unlock our creativity. <laughs> <laughs> What are some of the things that have been super important? I know you say there are three key things that, you know, you do mm -hmm. day in and day out. Talk yeah. through those and give me, give me some tips. I always look for new tips. <laughs> so I talk about creativity, meditation, and basically just breath work. Um, breathing is our first medicine. So any moment that you're feeling a bit anxious or stressed, the first thing I do is always just take some deep breaths straight into the, the belly, not into the chest. You want to get right down into the belly. And that just gives your brain a moment to reset. Um, so doing breath work, there's many different exercises you can do with breath work, like, you know, breathing in for seven seconds, holding for four, breathing out for eight seconds, and just repeating that process until you've calmed down. And once you've got a calmer mind, you're, you're far more able to then work on that problem that you have or get past that anxiety it won't get rid of it. It's, it's an ongoing process. And, and you know, my, my life, the rest of my life now is a continual journey of self-improvement and, and helping others. Um, other than that, I do meditation. Um, again, I have to follow a guided meditation. I can't sit and meditate by myself. I need to be helped along with that process. And when I do talk about meditation for others, because I know it's not for everyone, I do talk about um, things like even just exercise, gardening. It doesn't actually have to be sitting there and, you know, saying om. <laughs> it can be anything that actually helps you just calm your mind. It could be going for a walk. Um, like I said, gardening, getting out and just pulling out some weeds, you know, <laughs> different things like that. So you've got to find something that works for you. Yeah. Um, and the creativity, like I said, that's been a part of my life forever. I've, I think I've got photos of me as a toddler with pencils in my hand. So um everyone that I come across that doesn't have a creative uh, profession or hobby they all say that they can't create they're not creative but it's it's within us it's actually grown out of us so when we're children we're constantly creative so what I like people to do is to go back and think about those times and it could just be simply doodling so just a pen and paper while you're on the phone just doodling yes um you know if you if you want to delve into the creative arts, you can, you know, watercolour is a really easy first step. Um, and again, it could be knitting. It doesn't have to be painting. It doesn't have to be drawing. It can be cooking and baking. Um, anything that basically gets you into a state of flow, which is quite similar to a meditation as well. Yes. So I find when I'm painting myself, I can lose hours because I really just, I relax and I just get into that that flow and you know my mind wanders which is wonderful which is meditation isn't about actually getting rid of the thoughts in your mind yes. it's about letting them sit and be there and then let them pass through yeah I agree yeah. I don't I don't enjoy like kind of set times uh for meditation or like yourself I'll always have to do it guided if I'm gonna do it um, yeah and but finding things that like I like um painting and things like that mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. really cool and Kim's just saying uh on the comments here um that she's uh, she's really happy that you raised your own vibration but she, yeah. she mindful weeding she likes to do the mindful yes 
<laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And you really do, you do get yourself into that that calm space. And that's that's what we need to do to actually move forward. Yes. So whenever we've got a problem, whether it's big or small, everyone's everyone's problems are relative to themselves. So, you know, when you do have a problem, you know, do some breath work, get out into the garden, do some painting, go for a walk. And that will then help you calm your mind to then move past that problem or find the solution. Because it emotionally charges us, doesn't it? Either absolutely. Even, um, uh, not problems, but I guess positive things. You know, we can get too excited or too upset about something. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It goes it's both ways for sure. Is out of neutral, and that's what I always keep saying. You know, it's like yeah. you can't proceed otherwise. Exactly. You'll make too rush a decision or you'll say mm-hmm. something mean. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it really is, it's, um, I liken it to the pH level in water. <laughs> so, you you know, if the pH is out, what you need to do is add something to bring it back down to that median point. So that's that's what I do with the creativity and meditation is to just bring my back myself back down into that, the vibrate, well, not down, I'm actually raising my vibration, yes. but it's, it's to a level that calms me. Yeah. And everyone and everyone's different. They'll find their own their own spot. They'll find their own flow. It's something that works for them. Yeah, but everyone mm. needs to have some processes to you exactly know, come back to to neutral. Mm-hmm. Tell me all those paints behind you. <laughs> yes. Them. Like, is it like for full on proper painting? <laughs> it is. So these these paints here are for my students. So I I teach children's art classes. Yes. So I can have up to 10 students in here and, and uh, we just get crazy with paint. <laughs> I usually, I don't have set classwork, so I'll have an idea of what I want the children to do, but then I get them to discuss it and work out how they want to do it. And then I guide each child as to, you know, which, which way they're going. So rather than a set box of you must paint this and it must be like this, I'm trying to increase their creativity as well by then making their own decisions and choosing which paint to use or which medium to use and which paper to use or canvas. So, yeah, I guess yeah. That's what you're trying to do is get them to be creative. Otherwise, if you exactly. have a lecture, uh, or exactly. a lesson plan, it's it's just a lesson plan. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I love that, you know, and do you do some of your own painting? Like, you know, outside? I do. I do very much so. About painting, do you think, um, or you know, drawing that you know um, helps people? What are some of the benefits from it? Do you think? I so think it, state, if you like. So, like I was saying with the art classes, I generally go into a painting not with much of a plan of what I want it to come out like because I'll always be disappointed. <laughs> it will never come out looking the way that I can see it in my head. So I, I. I'm very much a get in there and get messy painter and then something forms from that. So Mm -hmm. doing it that way, I find it's, it's far more relaxing. I have the music going as well. That's another one of my, my tips is just, you know, music is my medicine as well. (laughs) Um, I've uh, recently done a, a portrait of an African lady. And so I had upbeat African drums playing while I was painting just to get me into the mood of painting what I'm doing. So I find just it just changes the way that your body feels, my mind calms. Yeah. And I do, I just, I can lose hours in it, just, um, you know, finding my way and I get so much joy out of it. 
Awesome. And so you say you can do classes for children. I mean, on top mm-hmm. of graphic design work. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about the artfulness retreats. Like, because obviously some of these things that you naturally do mm-hmm. now, you know, kind of unconsciously, other people need to learn, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So the retreats are over two days and we have set uh, four different art workshops and yeah. they then tie in with the meditations that we're doing. So we'll do a chakra cleansing meditation yes. and then we'll do artwork with chakra colours so uh-huh. the people can then choose which chakra they feel is blocked. They can then do an artwork using that colour. Um, we do. We have beautiful music playing the whole time. It's wonderfully catered, usually a vegetarian menu to be a little bit more healthy. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we also have a massage, a shiatsu massage for each participant. So they leave completely relaxed and they always leave with a, you know, multiple artworks, but they're usually very, very proud of one particular one that, you know, they thought they couldn't do. Everyone comes in thinking that they can't actually make a masterpiece. Yes. But I guide them. And, and again, it's about letting go of the thought that I can't do this or the thought that I'm no good at yeah exactly exactly so I try to get them very very relaxed first Mm -hmm. and then we we proceed with the artworks and you know the look on their faces and just the calmness like the change from the morning that they arrive to the evening that they leave is it's a very big difference they're very calm relaxed and happy yeah so they go over two days do they sleep over or they do they they do so it's the one night yes yeah well they, they start on the Friday night just as a bit of a welcome Ah, yes. So they can settle in and then we start uh, at 9am on the Saturday morning. So, and it's held in Listerfield in, in Melbourne. Yes. And in a wonderful... Ed- per group do you take? Um, up to 10. Yeah. I don't want it to be too big. Yes. Um, because it's, it's actually really nice for the participants to then bond. work with each other and bond. Exactly. So if there's too many people, I find that's just a bit too... There's too much noise. There's too much chatter. Um, and, and I want it to be a very calm... <laughs> well, yes, there's only one of me. I do have helpers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's wonderful. I know because I I ran my own retreats for so many years, and uh, yes. my kind of cap was twenty. And even you know, then it would get really busy after fifteen participants. Exactly. Because, you know, you want to help everyone, and you know, and otherwise, it, it they'll start to section out of in their own little groups. Um, exactly yeah 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 so that's what happens I love that that's that's beautiful and so what are some of the transformations that you see like you know what's the the outcomes that they walk away with from from those retreats so they're definitely relaxed that's a wonderful thing um usually it's mothers that come in they need some time away from home um which is perfectly understandable I'm a mother of two so I completely understand that um but for me I I think it's the pride in their work yeah. as well yeah. you know like I said they they usually come in not knowing how to do anything so I do try to introduce different mediums and try to give as much information as I can during that time yes. and they all they all come away with different sheets to show them what we've used so they can go away and buy their own um items if they need um yeah but it really is just that sense of pride and calm that they leave with which is really lovely to see so is this the stuff that you're going to cover off in the following book, like in the second book? Because you said the second book is more like um, do it on yourself. Like you you share in the first book your own story and the transformations you've been through. So tell me a little bit about, give us a sneak peek into the content <laughs> of the second book. 
So the second, well, the last chapter of the first book uh, just has a very brief outline of what I've done myself um, to, you know, to get to where I am now. So the workbook ideally will be more in depth in each of those items. Um, I'll be asking questions for people, you know, for people to really think about. So it's not just, you know, what are you grateful for today, which is wonderful. Yeah. um, But it's more in depth about pulling out those feelings yourself. Um, Obviously, I'll guide people in getting professional help as well, because it's not something that I think you can do alone, making sure you've got the right support system around you and all of those things. So I really want to deep dive into the questions that I've asked myself in this process. Mm. That's amazing. I, um, you know, is that the future for you? Do you want to do like a lot more? the artful artfulness kind of stuff or is the graphic designs or because graphic designs kind of in a way creative and arty anyway oh definitely definitely and I absolutely love my design work um but I sit at a computer for sometimes up to 16 or 17 hours a day wow that's not good for the body (laughs) it's not good for the mind um and whilst I love it ideally I'd like to slow that down and increase the retreats yeah. Because I, I've always loved helping people, but I just find I, I get so much enjoyment out of helping others that increasing the amount of retreats I'm able to do. Yes. Obviously, the more people I'm helping and the, yeah. more, the more I'm getting into my own flow. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. A, it's a full circle when, you mm. know, that feeling of contribution and that is when you help others and then they might end up helping others as well. But Absolutely. It helps Absolutely. you. You know, it's just so rewarding. I mean, just uh, with the book writing process, you know, I just mm-hmm. keep doing it over and over and over again because it just, it's like this feedback loop of positivity exactly. and transformation that I get to witness and people mm-hmm. saying you've changed my life and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, I want to do more of that because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they say, you know, yes, we need income and lifestyle, you know, to be happy, but contribution is the third piece to that puzzle that you can get to income and lifestyle but if you don't have that sense of being able to help others who are also helping others at the same time um then you don't get I guess to the uh, stage of fulfillment Um, absolutely absolutely it's so important to be a part of the community and the Mm -hmm. wider community you know we're such a global world now it's it's much easier to get out there and help people um and my retreats also actually donate a percentage of the profits to two charities. So that's another way that I'm helping people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So tell me about the process of writing the book. You get, came through the 48 hours retreat. Was yours in May or August? I can't mm. May. You were May. It was in May, yeah. yeah. Um, so like I said, I'd seen an ad on Facebook. Yeah. I thought, well, this, this looks interesting and the timing again. You know, I, I completely believe in things happening at the time for a reason. Um, you know, the, the seminar was fantastic. I was so, I was just so inspired after that. So um, I, I basically just made it happen. I, you know, yeah. I contacted my sister-in-law who kindly loaned me the money to, <laughs> to pay yeah. for it um, because I didn't have that accessible at the time. So I just, I made it happen. And the writing of the book, I think it was almost easier for me because it's my story. Yes. You know, if I was writing a novel, I think that would be a lot harder. Mm. Um, but I had I had an idea of the content before coming to the seminar yeah. and then starting that process or actually after the seminar, I completely 
rejigged what I was doing after getting advice from you and Stu. And um, that just, it just made it pour out of me. <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, did being you a part of did you speak? I did type because I'd actually started before yeah. coming to the seminar. Yeah. So I'd yeah. already started doing some of that. Yeah. Um, but in my phone, so this is a, a, I'm sure a lot of authors do this, but I've just got notes in my oh, phone that, is, you know, as soon as I think of something, goes into that little folder and, yes. and I pop that down. Um, so, yeah, so I did have the nuts and bolts already there and then rejigged it all after speaking to you, particularly about the um, the format of the book. That tends to happen quite a lot. A lot of mm -hmm. people do a lot of pre-writing and we always said, don't do anything until you had your session because then that'll just give you the structure and you can just you know get on with it rather than then backtracking that's exactly exactly i give them because they often feel they need to have done a certain amount i said the the, the blank as like that you are the better it is for us because we can just you know structure it all up from the beginning absolutely the thing i wanted to ask you is um writing your own story did you have points of where you felt quite emotional talking about certain things like usually a, a um, how was that for you? It was, for me, it wasn't too bad because I'd already done so much the inner work, work myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never get over the things that I've been through. I just move forward. So yeah. um, there was really only one chapter that I found difficult to write and that was about my mum. But so I, left, I actually left that till last. <laughs> I, just, I kept trying to go back to it and it just wasn't happening. So I just waited yeah. and waited and then eventually that just came out of me as well. So um, yeah. I found it, you know, a lot of people have asked the same question, have I, have I found it cathartic? And writing itself is very cathartic. Yes. Um, but for me, it didn't, it, it wasn't too difficult bringing up these things again because I have worked through them all, you know, yeah. so much over the years. I'm just curious because so many of our personal story authors, you know, they, they have quite emotional um, mm. ups and downs throughout the writing of the book and even going through it to edit it and things like that. Mm -hmm. I'll have to go reread. How, how has been the feedback since the book has come out? Oh, brilliant. I've just, I've, they, it usually brings me to tears, actually, some of the feedback that I get. You know, I've, I've had, um, there was one particular person who I actually went to high school with and he wrote to me and told me that he's been doing his own work and has now implemented some of the things that I do yeah. um, to help him in his own life. And I just had no idea how difficult a time he had been having, wow. you know, especially through high school as well. So to know that, you know, some 30 odd years later <laughs> that um, I've been able to help someone, you know, that I've known for so long. So, yeah, that was that was really lovely to hear, especially especially from the man. Yes. You know, they're not usually as open as women with their emotions yes. and their feelings. So to be able to, you know, for him to to speak out was really wonderful. That's beautiful. I, mm. I remember my very first book um, on weight loss. I had one of my friends that I, did, I went on a Kentucky tour um, when I was in my 20s. I um, mm. had access to it and um, messaged me to say that her heart, whole life has transformed because of reading that particular. And that was my very first book as well. Yeah. And that she goes back to it every time she doesn't feel so like on track and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. She goes, it's like my little Bible that I keep going back to it. You know, it's just, you, you don't know, like sometimes mm. how many people end up reading your book and, you know, yes, it's nice when they speak out and actually tell you, you know, but imagine the others who haven't said anything and have already 
um, had an impact or, you know, it, it is truly, that's another um, way that you feel truly rewarded. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there's another little story that I'd love to share. Um, for many, many years, I've been looking for a friend from primary school because I moved to so many primary schools that I've lost contact. Yes. And yes. I've actually mentioned her in the book briefly. Yeah. Um, and a few weeks ago, she reached out to me because she'd seen the book online and wow. thought, is that the same girl? Bought yeah. it, read it, and then contacted me. So we're, we're hoping to catch up soon, which is wonderful. So I haven't seen her since I was maybe seven years old. <laughs> and you have looked, tried to find her? I have, I have. Wow. But I had no luck. So that yeah, was one so of the was... things in your story now that you, you you reminded me of. You've moved over 30 times or something like that. So, yes, I'm actually just in the process of packing the house again. I'll be moving into my 39th home. 39th home. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, guys. So, you know, you, you need to write a book literally on how to move homes. I, <laughs> you know, I, I can pack a box with my eyes closed. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. That's. Yeah. That's amazing. I know you share some of that in your um I do, yeah. Well, so let's show people where they can go get this book. Um, so I know Sharon's got a website. I'll show you guys um how to get to it. It's unmaskingthepast.com.au and that's the beautiful cover that she designed herself. And as you can see there, um, you can buy there's a buy it now button. And then of course the book is also distributed and available through all your good online retail reseller stores and things like that. So, you know, is there any wise tip that you'd like to give people who might be feeling, you know, maybe you know how you felt when you were starting out on this unmasking the past journey what would what would you share with them I think the the very first thing to do is obviously realize that you can't do this by yourself you do need support so whether that's friends or family or professionals do reach out to someone and let them know how you're feeling yeah um and and that's the first step as soon as you share it you know they say a problem shared is a problem halved so as soon as you share it you do already feel lighter yes and then with that process, especially with professionals, they can then guide you in in which way that you may be able to access different services. That's wonderful. I think that's the the most important thing. I think a lot of people feel like they have to solve their own problems, mm-hmm. um, but it's more you actually get a more of a rocket up your bum to do stuff when you have that support. Like it's absolutely just, you, know, um, you know you've committed to someone, you've gone somewhere, you've read something, you've given up your time or whatever you've shared. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah, I, I think um, everyone should, you know, have a coach or go to retreats and do the, do the mm-hmm. work because it's rewarding. It's time for you as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's the accountability, which is another great thing with your retreat. Yeah. I was accountable. Oh, accountability. You know, I, I had timelines to work to and that made a massive difference. So yeah. it's the same thing working on yourself. If you have a timeline and, and someone to be accountable to, that's very helpful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Where can people find out actually about the retreats? We showed them about the book. Where where can they find out about the retreats? Yeah, so it's artfulnessretreats.com.au. Oh, there you go. Very yeah. easy to remember. Yes. <laughs> I, love, I know that this goes out as a podcast, so it's really good that we we say it out so that they can all um, hear it in the artfulnessretreats.com.au. So yes. that's wonderful. I'll check it out as well because <laughs> I, I don't see myself as a, artist or a painter but I know as you say it's more I would be doing it for the that calmness and meditation exactly yeah I wouldn't care if it was good or not good what came out the other end I would just I think all art is good 
all yeah. artists would because it's the process. It's not necessarily what you're looking at at the end. So I know, and sometimes you see a bit, some people's like artwork, and it's like, well, that just looks like a paint was just thrown at it, <laughs> but it's obviously <laughs> so you know special and things. And I know I was speaking to Susan Cohn, who's my LA, like she's a professional artist, and she didn't mm. pick up a paintbrush she was until she was fifty. And she's like exhibited in all these worldwide galleries and things. So I'd interviewed mm-hmm. her like late last year. Um, and she's, you know, you know, she, the same thing, you know, like as long as you just, you know, want and have that desire to, to do it, you can improve and, you know, you can learn. And she's very big on mentors. Like you said, support. Absolutely. Learn, get some tips. And this, I guess you would be the person that would make you know, a big difference versus me sitting down here in my office trying to do it to get exactly. a, few, a few little hints and tips on it, on how to do it properly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's getting yeah. that negative voice out of your head too because yeah. if you do something that you don't like, I can come in and show you perhaps how you can change it to right. make it more like what you see in your mind. There's hacks, right? They're called exactly. like little hacks. It's like you've of been doing this like for 20 years or plus. And it's yeah. like, I've, I've been doing it for two minutes. How would I even know anything about like, you know, or like same as when someone wants to write their first book and I've been doing it now 12 years. This is my 12th years, a year in business. I can do it with my eyes closed. How can they not see? But it's because they're just starting and they need to be shown exactly. the steps. Yeah, I love exactly. that. So guys, go and get, show us your book in, in hand one more time. Um, Unmasking the Past is Sharon's book. Um, it's about her story, but also that, you know, how to unlock your creativity and just watch out for her next one coming out. Check out those artfulness retreats. I think everyone should make the time to go out to at least one of those things to experience. <laughs> I think it's all about experiencing different things and then finding what you really like at the end of the day. Yeah. Absolutely. So you smash out 2022. Thank you for being my very <laughs> first um, interviewee author. I've loved working with you. I think you did everything we said and um, and got the book out in a timely manner. And mm-hmm. I can't wait you know, for you to release your next one and, and keep growing from there. Lovely. Thank you so much. It's been such a wonderful see experience. Have a great Bye. day. I'll see you in Melbourne. Bye. <laughs> Bye.